This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. For who you are in our lives. You are God, you are good, you are faithful, you are kind. Lord of a truth, there is no God like unto you. You stand in a class by yourself and no one compares to you. We thank you. We thank you for your word that you have given us to edify us, to build us up, so that we can be better human beings representing you here on earth. Lord, as we look into your word of life this morning, I pray that, Lord, you will speak to us in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for myself that I will not be in the way that you can have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Today, the continuation today, it's... Uh, I don't know who you are, but there's a few of us today that I believe God has sent me specifically to address some issues with about some of the things that you have going on. Uh, and what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart is there are some people that the point where you are now, you are asking a lot of questions, you know, and the questions have to do with direction in life, you know, and I've been there. I know how those times can be. Uh, when we get to, you know, they call it middle age crisis, you begin to ask yourself, is this really what I want to do? Should I do something else? Whatever it is, uh, I pray that God will speak to you today Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want to remind you that our journey in life, the journey of life, everything that we experience in life is all part of our story. It's part of the script that God has written concerning our lives. And they are not always all good, right? Uh, you remember someone like Joseph. Joseph was loved by his dad. In fact, the dad loved him so much, made him a coat of many colors. He stood out amongst his siblings, you know, because he was so loved. And then he ended up in the pit. From the pit, he was sold into slavery. From slavery, he went to prison. But all of that, was leading him to the palace. Amen. I have had a journey in my past 21 years in the United States of America, and I can tell you it has not all been rosy. But when I look back, I realize that all of that led me here, made me who I am, and has prepared me for where I am today. So be encouraged. Even though things may not be working out the way you think they should, I want you to know that it's all part of the process. Tell somebody it's all part of the process. So somebody gave a testimony and said, I am now enjoying the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ because of what God has done for me. And that's, the, that's what we are talking about just generally. We have talked about that before, but this time I want us to take another look at it and we had a different perspective the last time. One of the things we talked about is that there are three things. It's not an exhaustive list, but three things that I wanted to talk about to help us maximize that fullness of the gospel of Christ that we're talking about. And the first thing we talked about is preach the gospel. Look at your neighbor, say preach the gospel. Second Timothy 4, 5 
uh, Paul was writing to his uh, protege, uh, Timothy, he said, do the work of an evangelist. Tell others about the gospel that you have been taught and you have heard and you have enjoyed the benefit of it. Friends, there is a lot of goodness for you personally, benefits to reap when you preach the gospel. When you lead people to Christ, you just never know. The, the one that you have led to Christ might be the one that God will use to bring you into your purpose. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring happy news of peace and salvation. The news that God, the God of Israel reigns. He said, how, how beautiful, how beautiful, how, how wonderful. It means God will add beauty and honor and glory to your life as you preach the gospel. Amen. Number two thing we talked about, I, I didn't really go into it because uh, the previous Sunday, uh, Pastor Joyce did a wonderful, wonderful uh, job uh, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We note that the fruit is not plural, it's singular. Fruit of the Spirit, because it's an embodiment of many things. Love, joy, peace, self uh, uh, self-control and a bunch of other things like that. Why? And last Sunday, the point I made is that that is how we reflect the character of Christ. The fruit of the Spirit, when you look at it, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, look at all of those things that are, lift, are listed there. They form our character. Faithfulness, for example. Are you dependable? Are you reliable? I praise the Lord. If you say, I will do a task, can we go to sleep knowing that you have made a promise to do it and you will deliver? Faithfulness, being faithful, being patient. I talked about myself, you know, how God has, uh, God has helped me with uh, patience. I'm still a work in progress. So in case you see a hint of impatience, say, I need to pray for Pastor Mo. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So that is how we, that is how we, uh, uh, we reflect the character of Christ. Watch this. If you have not been coming for Bible study, I encourage you to come for Bible study. It's been good. It's been good. Two weeks ago, uh, uh, Minister Joshua, where's Joshua? He's not in church today. Oh, okay, so... Joshua was telling us about job, career, and calling. Distinguishing between those three. Your job is, you know, your nine to five, how you sustain yourself. Your job is not necessarily, at some level, not necessarily your career. Because, I mean, if you are working McDonald's just to get by, is that it? You want to make a career of uh, McDonald's? No, I, I, probably not. Right? But that's what you're doing to keep body and soul together for right now. And then when you begin to build upon that, you, know, you build a career, something more significant. But your career is not necessarily a calling either. You know, but I can't go into all of that. Uh, but I said last week that you cannot be an effective ambassador of Christ without the fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because the outward evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life is you manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. Watch this. 
the fruit of the Spirit is the foundation upon which you can build the gift of the Spirit. If you have the gift and you don't have the fruit, you will be trying to think the best way to... Let me give you an example. There was a, there's a story, true life story. A true life story about a gentleman, a gifted singer. Gifted. When he sings and ministers, everybody is blessed. So his pastor took it upon himself to introduce him to other pastors. Over a period of time, he had a gift. The gift was working. You can, the gift is evident. Over a period of time, the pastor realized that everywhere he went, he only got one invitation. Once he went there, they never invited him a second time. You know why? He lacked character. So as much as they appreciated his gift, because he lacked character, and there's, I, I, I will not mention him, there's somebody, and the person is not even a member of this church, so there is no way you can know this person. But my wife will probably know who I'm talking about. Once I saw that this is the way this person is, that was the last time the, the person came here. Gifted. Gifted. You can even maybe say anointed. But no character. The way you build and form character is by exhibiting the fruit of the spirit. You know how you have, uh, you have an orange, right? You can suck the juice, right? You can suck the juice. Uh, you know, most of you are modernized, you know. <laughs> you drink it from a bottle, you know. But when you buy orange and you cut it, right, after you suck it, you can, the, you know, the stuff inside. I know you don't do that. That's why I say you are modernized, you know. But you can also eat that, you know, the fiber, <laughs> <laughs> you see, my old school people, they know what I'm talking about. You can eat the fiber. You know, so it has the juice, it's sweet, it's liquid, it's, it's solid in different states. Amen? Talent speaks to your abilities. But character speaks to who you are. Character speaks to what? To who you are. There's a, there's a story that I had many years ago. Uh, this gentleman was on the protocol team in his church. The protocol at the, you know, like co-pastor was saying, we have guests coming, they go to the airport, pick the guests, you know, just kind of make sure the guests are well taken care of. This guy did such a fantastic job. He, he, he doesn't look at uh, people's faces. He was very traditional, muscle. You know, because uh, in my culture, when you see somebody really, really, really older than you, when you greet them, you don't greet them with a handshake. Yeah. You know, you do this for boys. You say, good morning, sir. It's like push up. <laughs> At least I did one. <laughs> At least I did one. But, so this guy, when he saw this older lady, went flat like that to greet her. The woman was shocked. He said, hey, in America, people still do this kind of thing. You know? Anyway, the woman was now talking to her, little, uh, talking to him. Little did he know who this woman was. Very influential in the polit political system. In Long story short, this guy 
was recommended for undersecretary of aviation in Nigeria. His character went ahead of him and spoke for him. You know, so it's very important that you understand the fruit of the spirit before we start talking about the gift. The gift is what everybody is after because it's what people see. All right? People see, ah, when that guy is preaching, he's such an excellent preacher, and everybody is flocking and running after the person. Do they have character? Amen? Or you say, oh, somebody, ah, if they lay hands on you, boo, you will fall under the anointing. A number of things can make you fall. B O. <laughs> <laughs> M-O, and just a bunch of things. But let's say it's the power. <laughs> let's say it's power, but no character. The interesting thing about the gift, before I, it's very important we lay this foundation before we look into the gifts. The interesting thing about the gift is the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. It means when God gives you a gift, don't say, oh, oh, silly you. You are not behaving well now. I'm going to take it back. God is not like that. So a person can still continue to operate in their gifting, but God is no longer there. God is no longer there. So what you want, you want the gift, but more so, you want the giver of the gift. You don't want to be so focused on the gift that you forget the one that gave the gift. The gift is of no value if there is no character in it. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. So the gift of the Spirit, the gifts, this time plural, gifts, because there are many of them. Every creation of God was created for a purpose. We said that last week. Everything that exists, exists, exists for a purpose. And if you don't understand the purpose of a thing, you will put it to abnormal use, which is what abuse is. Amen? Abuse. You, you will abuse that gift. So that's why it's important we talk about this. We read Proverbs 16, verse 4. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked, for punishment. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. It says, to everything there is a season and a time. Somebody say, a time. A time. We're introducing an additional concept to the whole thing now. A time for what? Every purpose. In the old King James. It says, a time for every purpose. So, every one of us, we have been created for a purpose. There's a reason for my existence. There's nobody that was created to occupy space. Say so there's shortage of uh, carbon dioxide. So, let's create this one just so that you just be breathing out carbon dioxide. Nobody was created for that. Now, praise the Lord. <laughs> You have a purpose, and there is a kairos moment for that purpose to come together. May you not miss your time. May you not miss your opportune time. In the name of Jesus. So your purpose is your why. 
If somebody is saying, why am I here? The purpose is the why. The reason why I exist. The reason why God created me. That's my purpose. That's your why. Very important. So put that in the corner. Amen? Amen. And as far as your why is concerned, you need certain unique abilities for you to fulfill your purpose. And that is where the gifts come in. So God has given each and every one of us unique individual gifts. We read this the last time, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. Ephesians 4, 7. He said, however, he has given each one of us a special gift. A special gift through the generosity of Christ. What does that mean? There is a unique gift that God has given me as an individual that, that singles me out in a certain thing that I do. That is why it is so useless, utterly useless, trying to be somebody else. To be somebody else. Okay. Utterly, hopelessly useless, yeah. trying to be somebody else. Every gift is important for us to fulfill the purpose of God for us as a church. We need everybody operating in their own unique gift. Can you imagine me on Sunday? I come and I want to sing. I will sing. You just may not be blessed by it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because I do sing in my shower. <laughs> A man join me singing. I do my own thing. But let's continue real quick. So, when you read the second, uh, the next verse of Ephesians four, he said that is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to heights, he led captivity captives and gave gifts to his people. So every one of us has a gift. So I put a question in the sermon note here. I said, why has God given us gifts? For bragging rights? To say I'm better than you? We are the anointed, the holy people, and all the little people. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, I'll read the B part. It says, what do you have that God has not given you? Amen. What do you have that God has not given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it was not a gift? So what's he saying? So you're good because God has given you a special gift. And you are now operating in that special gift and then you now have chips on your shoulder. <laughs> you are now bugain. <laughs> so I can do that better than you. Very foolish. This is scripture. It says, everything we have, we have been given. It says, if you have been given, if it is a gift to you, why are you acting as though 
you created it by yourself. Why are you acting as though you anointed yourself by yourself? You know? I, I, don't let me go there. I will just swallow it. I swallow it. The purpose of spiritual gifts in broad terms can be say two things. Number one, to help us grow. And number two, for us to build each other up. For us to build one another up. Romans 1.11 says, For I long to visit you so I can bring some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. So the purpose of spiritual growth is to strengthen us in the Lord. For us to be able to do some unique things in Christ unto the Lord. 1 Corinthians 12 7. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So we can help each other. So if I have the gift of teaching, right? I can speak, I can teach, you know, then teach to edify others. Not teach, you know, teach to say, I'm the best teacher here. Huh? What does that do? Really? Amen? Or you can speak in tongues, which is a gift, a spiritual gift. Say, ah, I can scabash more than anybody here. <laughs> Nobody cares about your scabashing. Really? It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. The gift of the Spirit will help you realize your purpose and your calling. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 12 and 13 says the equipping of the saints for the work of he's talking about the purpose of the gift is for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for edifying the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of God of the son of God to be a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the goal, the purpose, why God has given us as individuals gifts is to strengthen ourselves and to build up the church. To build one another up. So it will be a sad tragedy if you have a gift and you are sitting on it. Most gifts most gifts, when you study them, most gifts are not very useful for you as a person. Well, you can profit from it. But the purpose of the gift is not to profit from it. You know, but most gifts is something you do for somebody else. Amen? We will get to it very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly. All right. So, what is the source of the gifts? The Holy Spirit is the source. Amen? Amen? The Holy Spirit is the source of spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, said there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. So if I desire a spiritual gift, the way I get it is through the Holy Spirit. 
through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit also determines who get what, who gets what. I praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I talked about the permanent nature of the gift and the callings of God. Romans eleven twenty eight. Romans eleven twenty eight says, concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. It's talking about the children of Israel, you know, that had not accepted Christ at this time. Say that they are enemies. Say, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. They are irrevocable. That is why the way you sustain yourself is through the fruit. Because very easily, the gift can get into somebody's head. Because you, <laughs> you're better than <laughs> you are where they are. <laughs> Before they speak, you are correcting everybody. They don't know how to do it. A very important person, uh, lesson to learn is that you must never just follow the gift but follow the God that gives the gift for you to be sustained. So, please pull up the PowerPoint slide that I have. Um, generally, next slide. Generally, the gift of the Spirit is usually classified in three categories, not, not the ones I put here. You know, you have the revelation gift, the power gifts, and uh, the utterance gift. Uh, gift. All of those are combined in the manifestation gifts. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirits. Those are revelation gifts. Things that only God can reveal for you to know about other people or about a situation before the situation happens. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's a gift. You don't need to put a price on it. Now they are coming to consult with you. Holy prophet, <laughs> please pray for me. You have monetized the gift of God. That is not the purpose of the gift. The purpose of the gift is to strengthen you and for you to help others. So as you cultivate your gift, you get stronger in nature. And then as you use the gift for other people, you help them grow in their faith. Praise the Lord. So you have the gift of faith. Somebody that operates in the gift of faith that I know is my wife. She just believes God. And she stands on it. That's why if you see her talking with boldness, it's because she knows what she has believed. It's a gift. Amen? Gifts of healings. Because there's different kinds of healings. The gift to heal headache... <laughs> It's not the same gift to heal cancer. Huh? It's a gift. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians 12, 9. And then it talks about miracles. So to do miracles, it does the fact that God uses you in a ministry to do miracles does not make you better than the other person. He said, ah, there's no miracle. I'm out of here. Again, remember, the key thing you need is not a miracle. The key thing you need is the fruit of the Spirit. To have the nature of Christ. 
to have the character of Christ. If you lack the character of Christ, you are no good as a Christian. You are no good as a Christian. Amen? And then he went on to talk about the gift of prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. You know, one gift that is rare in the church is the interpretation of tongues. I've only seen it once, and it shook me to my marrow. In fact, I misbehaved that day. Oh, yeah. We went on a mission trip to, Mex uh, to Peru. And I was in the church preaching. You know, after the preaching, I then made an altar call. If anybody here is sick, come. God will heal you. God will touch you. In the name of Jesus, of course. So they came out. I'm laying hands. I'm praying for them. So as I'm praying for them, of course, I have an interpreter. You know, so as I'm praying in English, the interpreter is telling the church what I'm praying in Spanish. Yeah? You track? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm praying, you know, in, I'm praying in, in, on my understanding. I'm praying in the spirit. And then I was hearing a third voice speaking in Spanish. Yeah. Not spiritual hearing. Physically, I'm hearing. <laughs> because somebody went, hmm. Very deep. No, 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 no. <laughs> there was a third person that was also speaking. So I'm like, what the heck? is? Maybe that one, the translation is not good enough, so the other one is translated. Anyway, so I continue. But I now notice that the only time that other voice is interpreting is when I'm praying in tongues. You know? But I didn't think anything of it. So I'm praying, I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying in understanding. And people, you know, freedom, everything, you know, healings, everything. It's happening. I'm praying, I'm praying. I'm really in the spirit. Yeah. And then I caught on to it. That it sounds like that lady is interpreting my song, that tongue. And then I moved from one person to the next and she stopped me. She said, you are not done. I said, what do you mean? Say, I'm not done praying. In mid-sentence, as I was praying in tongues, in the tongue language, mid-sentence is when I'm moving to the next person. She said, I should go back and finish praying for that other person. From that point, I start speaking in tongues. <laughs> in that meeting. How can you be knowing what I'm saying? I don't know. I just stopped. I, I was just praying in English. Let's follow, let's, let's track together. But that's the interpretation of tongues. Those are real gifts. And you know what? The only thing, the only time that the Bible says it is okay to convert is spiritual gifts. So everybody here, as long as you are born again spirit-filled, you have access to spiritual gifts. I wish and pray that somebody here will just determine that, Lord, I want that the gift of interpretation of tongues. But I'm going to watch you very carefully. <laughs> Praise Jesus. But there are other gifts. There are motivational gifts. It will interest you to know that service is a gift. When you read Romans chapter 12, you will see this. So if you are the type that loves to serve, don't feel within yourself that this is a menial, it's not spiritual. 
is a spiritual gift. Sister Betty, oh my goodness. She, she has made her calling, her job, and her career. And she has done it 29 years, 29 years, and still in business. We did well this time. We did well. I don't know how many times she has cleared the kitchen. She just takes one day off work and never complains. Come and when she's done organizing the kitchen, you two will be happy. You will know there was a visitation. You know, and you know, this cleaning is pre-pandemic. This last one. She loves to serve. She loves to serve. Another person that has that gift is Sister Bimbo. Sister Bimbo, if she knows you are doing something, she's, she's on the periphery. You have not invited her. But she's your friend. And she knows you have this. You know, she knows you have this thing going on. She will give you one advice, two advice, three. Then the next time she's taking a task, she's taking another task. Just happy to serve just happy to serve. Joined the church and said, okay, pastor, you know what? I can help. She's an accountant. He said, I can help with the financial. Financial. Just loves to serve. For like eight years, financial statements, we pay 1500 We used to pay 1500 I'm sure it's more expensive now. I've not had to worry about it. She's been doing it. It is a gift. If you love to serve, serve. It doesn't reduce you. You are not lower than a pastor. I've said this before. All of us, all of us, we have an equal intrinsic value before God. We have the same. There's, there's no, one, no one more valuable than the other in the sight of God. The fact that I'm pastor does not mean God values me more than he values you. No. <laughs> I may have a more, you know, a job that honor goes along with it, but it doesn't reduce who you are. Service, teaching, exhortation, look at that. Giving. Giving. I remember, you know, <laughs> many of you, uh, things have changed. We've done a lot of modification. If we show, but we don't keep record. Okay. We don't. We don't keep before and after pictures. I remember when the church was still facing this way. All of you, you are sitting on the altar. All of you over there. <laughs> you know? And uh, we had, uh, I think, the project stalled. So we had uh, wood on the door. And we're going to have my 50th birthday. So that was five years ago. Somebody came and met me and said, Pastor, we can't have this thing like this. Your birthday is coming. How can we have this thing like this? I said, we have paid the guy, but he has built with our money. So, <laughs> and there is no other budget for that. I said, don't worry about it. My family and I will take care of it. If you have the gift, use your gift. Don't say, ah, everybody else. What's your own with everybody else? Use your own gift. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
leadership. Some people, they are just natural leaders. Amen. Administration. I've told this story I don't know how many times. My first church administrator, the first time she came to church, she just saw me running up and down. Helter skelter, I'm carrying bull, I'm doing this. I mean, it was, we were like a few months into the church. So we didn't have a lot of people. She came and met me and said, Pastor, I can help you. I said, how? She said, I can help you with administration. I said, really? She said, yes. From that day, she became the administrator. And she did it 10 years. She was the kind of person, she doesn't like public uh, ministry. You put her on the pulpit, you just, you just uh, disgrace her. Because she doesn't like it. She loves to walk behind the scenes. Use your gift to the glory of God. Don't be like that person that uh, says, I will get all I can and put it in a can and sit on the can. Some people are just sitting on their gift. There are people that... We don't have contractors cleaning the church. There are people that have volunteered every Saturday morning they come, they clean very diligently. They clean. What is the gift that God has given you? Some people, they just have their hearts full of compassion. They don't like to see people suffer. Use your gift for the glory of God. Stop comparing yourself with other people. That's the problem we have in the church. So everybody is struggling to grab microphone. Until they give me microphone, I'm not significant. The church, by the grace of God, is going to be 20 years next year. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that the, 20, the next 20 years after that, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me running the church. I don't plan to do pastoring for another 20 years. If you don't know, it can be tiring. Sometimes, oh yeah, let's keep it real. You know, some people are looking at you from from afar, and they want your life. Come take it. I will give you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's rise to our feet. Next. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.